I'm Scott Blakeman getting through this in Manhattan. And I'm Tom Saunders in California's Pacific Palisades, where I voted by mail. Yes, the very voting method scorned by Donald Trump himself. Take that, orange man. Oh, and I also didn't vote for you. Scotty, this procrastinating podcaster can attest it's actually better to vote at home. Why? The many initiatives Californians are asked to decide on. Scotty, each initiative is accompanied with a paragraph describing the pros and cons and, well, the estimated cost. It's dense reading. When I had to delve into topics like State Measure 15, which increases funding sources for public schools, community colleges, and, and local go, like, government services by changing tax assessment of commercial and industrial property. Scotty, while I'm busy staring at the words and scratching my head, at least now there aren't people behind me waiting in line to use the voting booth and yelling, hurry it up in there. Yeah, the voting's a privilege, not a full-time job. And then howling at laughter at my expense, Scotty. Well, I finished my unhurried, uh, my voting at my unhurried leisure. Then I drove to town and dropped the ballot off the mailbox closest to the post office. No stamp necessary. Why? I feel like I won the lottery. And I felt proud, Scotty, a citizen who got the ballot in on time. I, I didn't procrastinate. And for that, I, I do hope I receive the Congressional Medal of Honor. But even if I don't, it was still worth it. Afterwards, Scotty, I rewarded myself with a rare treat, a cappuccino and a sweet roll from a nearby Lux Cafe. And so I'm plus positively thankful that voting doesn't occur every day or I would surely become morbidly obese. Well, Tommy, voting by mail is actually space-age technology because this method is way more convenient, time-saving, thorough, and safe. Now, because of my recent move, I was more focused on changing my voting address than securing a ballot by mail. So I'm going to contend with the probable lines in my early voting precinct, but use that time to bask in the adulation of my fellow conscientious citizens who, this being Manhattan, will most surely be voting unanimously for Biden. And as I walk past women voters and see the twinkle in their eye and smile behind their mask as they gaze at my I voted sticker, well, it'll make this in-person experience even more worthwhile. Scotty, the, the California mail-in ballot came with an I voted sticker, but no warnings of federal prosecution if the wearer did not, in fact, mail in his or her ballot. This is a shocking revelation I don't think any other podcast is talking about right now, Scotty. Yes. Uh, and this is the type of lax federal oversight that keeps me awake at night. Um, also, eating sugary things before I go to bed tends to make me toss and turn as well. But, Scotty, lately I sleep well, having done my civic duty and voted, which will happen tonight. Will I sleep well about having voted? Or will I toss and turn knowing that some may not have voted, but still wear the I voted sticker that came automatically with their ballots. More questions and answers, Scotty, by a ratio of two to zero. Now, that's interesting information, Tommy. So in other words, when you get your ballot, uh, you automatically get the I voted. And so theoretically, now this, I could see Trump making this a scandal, even though it would have any effect on the election. You could have no. millions of people parading around 
with I voted stickers who didn't vote, who didn't throw vote. off the posters at, at the very least. Uh, well, it, posters. It, it, it also would throw off our sense of of confidence in our fellow citizens. Yeah. Well, most importantly. Uh, uh, and and um, yeah, I mean, we'd be living a, 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 our nation would be living a lie as these people who failed to vote would would easily basically you remove the stickers you know from the little paper uh sticker paper and it just comes right off and you just put it right onto your shirt and nobody knows scotty well this is a great privacy of your own home no one knows no one knows and you could post it on facebook social media i know this is something no one's talking about i mean uh, trump is wrongly insinuating that there'll be fraud and all that uh but this is something which is a sense fraud, even though it will not affect the actual uh, no. tabulation, but it is a fascinating peek into the human psyche and what person would do this. Hopefully, Tommy, none. Hopefully, literally none. But and hopefully we're not giving people ideas. But what of that? Yeah, that's two hopefully's, though, Scott. That is. Well, it's a double hopefully. Which yeah, once still... you get two hopefully's, you, your, your hopefulness drops by one uh, by three fourths. It's emotional math. I'll explain it. Yes. Uh, 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 once you the first hopefully at best is a 50 50 proposition right otherwise if it's a 51 percent uh, favorable then you wouldn't say hopefully you'd say probably oh interesting that's the cutoff Isn't that yeah. Interesting? yeah and that so at best it's a two to one now let's say you you then have subsequently in the same series of thoughts another hopefully hopefully they won't put on the sticker or hopefully they voted you know, those those are two separate vote. Uh, hopefully the second vote hopefully drops by one becomes one exponentially less likely. So it's one quarter as likely. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Isn't that I, I did not know that. Two hopefully and then three hopefully it's one sixteenth likely. Wow. At that point, you really probably shouldn't even say anything. <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting because I've never known about that. And that's an interesting. It's emotional math. Emotional math is fascinating. Well, and again, Tommy, we're always on the plus positive side. And I think I hopefully literally and I only say this. Well, hopefully literally. And I don't know whether that because hopefully figuratively would be a figurative is a form of hope. But uh, as I said, hopefully no one will be doing this and hopefully no one listening. This is a separate sentence uh, will hear us and think, oh, that'll be a fun thing to do. No. It's no, always fun to no. put the sticker on if you. That's why we, you know, we're we're left with only a series of hopefullys. Uh, uh, we can only plead with the, with uh, our podcast listeners. When you get this, I voted sticker in with your official ballot. If it's mailed to you, so I, and I assume this happens not just in California but in other states as well. Uh, but certainly, it's happening in California. We plead with you. Please do vote. And, uh, uh, and only put on the sticker if you do vote. Oh, absolutely. Tommy, uh, this will be we'll look for the New York Times. Well, they can't run it three weeks from now because it'll be after the election. But yeah. I could see one later in the week saying, uh, you know, this little known thing, the people who the non-voters who still wear the I voted sticker, mm. you know, and that's again, we start you started. We brought it up here first. Yeah. And, no other podcast dares even take on the topic because, you know, you don't want to be hounded in your home by people who who you wore the I voted sticker but didn't vote. And then they're saying, yeah, this is our right. We can do that. It's our right. You can't make us stop. You know, that type of thing. Yeah, well, I'm raising my voice saying I voted even though I didn't. And, you yeah. know, that's a whole other thing. Now, Tommy, I have a quick question on this. This is sort of emotional, man. Mm-hmm. Which is worse, 
putting on an I voted sticker when you didn't vote or wearing a Harvard sweatshirt when you did not attend that institution. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Scotty, I can laugh about that now <laughs> because, uh, uh, you know, years ago, uh, my wife was going to Yale uh, Law School and yeah. she got me as a present a Yale uh, Law School sh- T-shirt. Ah. Well, what was I to do, Scotty? Of course, I applied to the Yale Law School, got in, <laughs> and then was able to wear the wear the T-shirt proudly. Yeah, and, and I understand you didn't actually attend. I mean, you did go no, no, classes. No. You got in, and then just so you could wear, basically, you applied to wear the T-shirt, and you yeah. got in, and now you. Could a, wear it was expensive. It. It oh was, yeah, yeah. It turned out to be the most expensive T-shirt I ever wore. Uh, and uh, no, I didn't show up for classes because that wasn't the point. The point no. was so I could wear this T-shirt. Because when somebody gives me a gift, I'm not the kind of person who looks a gift horse in the mouth, Scotty. You know, what is a gift horse? Uh, this well, is that's a horse that you get as yeah. a gift. Hmm. And um, uh, in, in my family, I've, I, I say this with uh, somewhat uh, ruefully, uh, it, it is possible to, to look a gift horse in the mouth. And, and this has happened to me, Scotty. Yeah, yeah. I've been the one who gave the gift horse to other family members. This is something I've never – I can't believe I'm even talking about it in this yes. podcast right now. We're getting so personal. But the, let, let's just examine the, the saying, first of all. Let's, yeah. get, let's establish what it means to look a gift horse in the mouth. I didn't, by the way, understand that. that there was a gift horse. That, that was the expression. But literally, people do gift – Horses. So we'll establish <laughs> yeah. that. Well, they used to. Yeah, used yeah, to not commonly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back when this saying was was uh, uh, this was a saying back before there were automobiles. Right. And a horse was a, quite a gift. Imagine oh, yeah. it, it was the equivalent of giving somebody a car. Like you wouldn't just give somebody a car, you know, just no. willy nilly, just like a stocking stuffer. No. An no. automobile. No. Same thing with a horse. It was a big deal. If you give somebody the horse, you really, really were giving them a really good gift. Right? Oh, you, absolutely. We, we yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, well, it's like that Lexus commercial now that runs every holiday season where you know, go outside and it's a giant a Lexus with a giant bow. So I guess you yeah. do the same thing in the 1800s with a horse and hopefully not a giant bow, but maybe a bow on the top of their head. A looks perfectly good sized bow around yeah. the, the haunches of the horse. Uh, yeah. That's the one part of the horse I know is the haunches. I've heard mm. of that term. I don't know if anyway. Uh, yeah. So it's fine. So you go out there, there's this gift. And, and let's say you're, let's say <clears throat> Scotty, a, a friend of yours gave you a horse, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you, you take that very for granted. Wow, you, you didn't have any trouble imagining that. Uh, well, of course, we're back in that era. Now I would be, <laughs> right, back first in my building, era. I don't know if they allow them, and, and that's a whole <laughs> other thing. You, know, you didn't say it when you moved in, you'd have a horse, you know, so right. it's a more more pain than it's worth. But in those days, it was, you know, there were provisions for it. So it's a nice thing. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You actually had stables uh, oh, yeah. in, your, in Manhattan. They, they oh. still have them. They've been converted to, to posh residences. Well, yes, they're lovely. We, we've walked by many times in the Gramercy yeah. Park oh, yeah. area, and they have them. And I guess they're called carriage houses, aren't they? With, that is correct. Stable. Yeah, yes. so those are lovely. So, so but, but imagine, Scotty, somebody gives you back in the, in the day when horses were, you know, ridden rather than cars driven. You receive this horse. What a great gift. Holy crap. Yep. And then, but, but, it, but, but first you go, whoa, 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 let me just check its mouth, first of all. Yeah. And then you, you, 
you get the horse to open its mouth, which right away, that's difficult. Cause how do you even do that? Like you, you just take your fingers and come on, let's open up the mouth. Yeah, No one likes it. No, no animal, no person. Likes no, it. I would think it would bite you. Yeah. Now this is interesting time because again, I know so little about the uh -huh. uh, equine world, but if that's the proper term, uh, <laughs> is that what you do to see if a horse is healthy or in good stead yes. or something? That's what they would do to see if the horse had good teeth. Oh, good teeth. And, yeah. And, and maybe the tongue. I don't know. Who knows all the different things you'd look for in a horse's mouth? It's it's essentially like I gave you a Lexus and you opened the, the hood <laughs> of the car <laughs> and and went, eh, I don't know. Yeah. Start that, looking. That engine. Yeah, I wouldn't know where to look, but theoretically, if I knew anything about cars, I would do. Yeah, that's exactly it. Or I kick the kind of with a scowling look. Just yeah. kind of, what's this here? Is this what? What? Why do we need this? Yeah, is the wheel? Is that where the wheel always goes? Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm just checking. Not, not... Now you get it. Yeah. Now it's interesting. People don't know what this expression means, and and even my uh, I was speaking to someone who was a college graduate. I won't identify her. But she had just assumed that you don't look a gift horse in a mouth means, first of all, she imagined that there was this thing called a gift horse, mm. a horse that ga went ar galloped around giving people gifts. <laughs> so the horse would be the one giving the this gift. horse. And, well, that would be a lovely gift. Yeah. Well, it's a, she it's didn't a... even know that 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 all this time. No, no, no. The horse itself was a gift. Yeah. But she envisioned this magical gift giving horse. <laughs> Like, what a great idea, though. I mean, well, that is gallops up and then. <laughs> That's a great character in a, in a film or a television bows series. down and a gift tumbles yeah. down from their saddles. Wow. Well, the kids would love that. It'd be oh. in addition to Santa to have a gift <laughs> horse. Mommy, Daddy, when's the gift horse coming? You know, yeah. another thing to be disappointed about, yeah. though, in later in life. But well, <laughs> <laughs> and parents would have to pretend to be the gift horse. Well, the good yeah. thing about the gift horse is I imagine it would be non-denominational. So you wouldn't yeah. have to believe in, in Christmas or uh, uh, if they come to all people's houses. Yeah, all year round. Yeah. All, all year round. Yeah. Well, that's now, a great now we got to. So really, that it's in a way. Uh, it would. It, I don't know if this is what what this would be speculative mythology, but why couldn't there be a gift horse in our uh, national psyche of of things if there's Santa Claus and uh, yeah. Halloween? So okay, that or, or a said, gift uh, a gift unicorn, maybe. Uh, but that's a whole other thing, uh, believing in them. But but yeah, I think a gift horse would no, be great. gift unicorn. You're right. I, yeah. I, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, uh, that might make it too thing, unbelievable. Yeah, that it's, it's it may be uh, too many too many um, yeah too many mythological creatures. Yeah. In one, um, you know, I, I I don't know. Again, I'm not a I'm not one of the I'm not a myth writer. You know, I, I would uh, I, back in the day, 3000 years ago, 4000 years ago, when they were coming up with the myths of the Cyclops and yeah. all those great myths, those that was the writing gig you really wanted. Yeah, well, that's you something we've never discussed. Yeah, we've we've talked about phrase makers, cliche makers, but a myth maker. Yeah, as you yeah. say, that was the plum job. And that one, everyone knew what that was all about. And, yeah. Uh, well, that's just a myth. Yeah, well, I should know. I wrote it. And boy, that's the phrase writers, the cliche writers are kind of like, you know, the guys in the room, like in this, you know, oh, how do these guys get all the girls and then, you know, yeah, and all yeah. the attention. No, the myth guys, those are the ones that real the cliches, you know, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. That guy, obviously, you know, he got a lot of recognition and probably retired off of it. Yeah. But, you know, but not everybody, every cliche, you know, really catches on and not every cliche writer is super successful and lives in a big mansion no, somewhere. No. Now, the myth writers, 
Yeah. Those guys, though, they, they were and they had to write something that they knew was going to have to last for thousands of years and that people were going to believe him. Yeah, that had to be believable. But but amazing, like the Cyclops. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Now, like whoever came up with the Cyclops. Oh, that's, that's an incredible fun. And then, now were there myth busters at the same time or they came later? That's yeah, they, that could they be there later. You know, they come around hecklers almost like, yeah. Uh, and they're like, essentially they're the hecklers of the myth world. Yeah. It's the, are the myth busters. Eh, that never happened. Show me the proof. They would yell. <laughs> yeah. ba- back yeah. before, you know, myth busters was, you know, before TV happened, myth busters had to show up at large crowds where the myth, the tellers, the teller, the sayers of the myths, like that's, that's how, I mean, how did that, like, how did myths and legends keep going, right? Well, it all had to be gathering people. There was no, you know, you didn't email people, you didn't share it on Facebook. It was, you really had to do the legwork. Now, you know, you put a myth out and that's called Facebook. It's called a a link to just some bogus site. That's the new myth of today, Tommy. And it's so easy to spread. But the true myths who we have greater respect for in the old days, they had to really uh, do the old shoe, uh, whatever the expression is, with shoe polish. Yeah, they just <laughs> yeah. spit and polish or yeah. shoe leather. They had a lot of just... shoe. Yeah, they used a lot of shoe. That one a lot I never of shoes or wore shoes down to the soles. Anyway, they were they had to pound on a lot of doors and peddle their myths, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, once this is again, this is speculative history, but it's actually speculative ancient history, which is actually an even more difficult uh, type of uh, speculative history because yeah. we have to go back three, four thousand years and imagine um, that uh, you know somebody sitting around and they're ca- and again you're carving myths either into stone or wax tablets. Mm. Let's say you make a you're, you're writing a myth down. And you make a mistake, right? Yeah. And you say accidentally a two-eyed cyclops. And yeah. somebody comes, you know, and later somebody comes back to you and says, did you write this myth? And, and you go, and, you know, obviously you'd be very proud and say, yeah. yes, that was the origin. Well, whoever heard of a two-eyed cyclops? And then you go, oh, shoot. Oh, wow. Yeah, I thought it was, yeah, I put three. Oh, and, yeah. did I write, did I carve that into stone? Yes. Wow. A two-eyed cyclops is just a big, huge, hairy man. Well, that's just a nightmare that every myth writer has. And I even feel it not being a myth writer, not of that <laughs> era, because, you know, everything's going your way. You got the myth. You're all set for <laughs> posterity. And then you're maybe, I don't know, you're distracted. You're thinking about your next myth you're going to do. You think now now it's going to start rolling in. And you put, yeah, it's two-headed, <laughs> not three-headed. And, and you don't know about it. And obviously there's no, all right, I'll just use some whiteout. You know, they didn't have that then and you know myth out yeah. whatever and uh no there was no white out for for it and it, it was all wax tablets or stone tablets wax yeah. tablets terrible don't leave them out in the sun they melt yeah stone tablets great they last yeah. forever but don't make a mistake in them because right. as you say there's no white out and uh, you, you could use some sort of stone primitive stone putty i guess yeah but they... uh, fill in the fill in the, the you know the carved out letters, but it looks terrible. Oh yeah. People know it. What went on there? He, he probably made a mistake or Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't and want they're to more interested in what was the mistake that you made rather than the, the, yeah, you know? right? yeah. So, uh, no, I mean, myth, the, the, the earlier, the early writers of myths had to not only come up with the ideas too. I mean, you're sitting around going like, let's say, you know, uh, this is sometime after the Cyclops clops myth and you, and, and you're like, 
hey, what about a two-headed cyclops, right? Yeah. Two heads, one eye per head. And and then and then your boss goes, really? Everybody always pitches cyclops myths, <laughs> right? And they're like, give you this look like, oh, God. You know, like, and you feel like, <laughs> you know, two two inches tall. Yeah. Right? And then yeah. you think, hey, what about a guy who's two inches tall? And they go, oh, please. <laughs> well, that, what happens is in the scene, the guy puts his head down and starts to sulk out. And he mumbles something like, uh, yeah, I guess you should have three heads. What, what, what was that? I <laughs> know. Uh, I just. I, no, nothing, nothing. No, no, you said something. Oh, well, no, I was just being like, sarcastic. He said, yeah, you should really probably have three heads. It. That's no. It. We've got a three-headed <laughs> Cyclops. No one's become, and, and that's the, and, you know, yeah, the guy and was that worth. that becomes oh. the next big myth. And, and then suddenly you're the hero of uh, myth. Right. You know, um, Scotty, I think we've unearthed some really, uh, some dramatic, uh, just, I mean, ancient um, myth-making pr- process because nobody really knows how the myth started. No, right? no, they nobody was started. there. Most people were there, not alive today. I would, I'm just going to put it out there. No, so, yeah, and they didn't get their story sad, done. and we don't, we yeah. don't, we're not happy about the passing of anybody, even if it happened three thousand, four thousand years ago. Yeah, so it's all speculative, and there's really few documents. And and again, no, this is great for the kids listening because. Uh, you know, this is history, and this is really bringing them in the room, so to speak, as it's yeah. happening. Remember that the room show, where uh, it happened years ago with Steve Allen, and he would dress up. They would recreate historical scenes, and he would dress up as these historical characters. I just have a vet, yeah. I believe it was Steve Allen, and uh, it was just so no, great. no, it was Steve Allen. Yeah. And I do want to, I do want to <laughs> hastily, hastily uh, just interject here that Steve Allen did not live back 3,000 oh, years no. <laughs> ago. And, no. and, and uh, um, you know, it, it, he did live a long time ago, yeah. um, but it, he was not in, in the time of the great Greek mythological people. Those, no. those people were, were before Steve Well, he, they preceded him. They had the original. He stood t- on their shoulders. Oh, yeah. Shoulders. Well, they were the original Tonight Show uh, 3,000 years ago, and then Steve yeah. Allen came Right after that, I think so. Um, the original Tonight Show was three thousand years ago. Yeah, a lot of people just, think it was the fifties, but it, no, it goes. It was the fifties, no, literally. Just it was 50s. revived, like the Olympics were revived in eighteen ninety. The Olympics were not constant from ancient Greek. It was revived yeah. in eighteen ninety. It had just they'd stopped it, like they'd had the Olympics for a while, and then they were like, you know, this is too expensive. Uh, uh, back in. Uh, 3,000. Yeah. You know this, right? I didn't actually know. No, I'm a, and I'm a lover of the Olympics. I, so I'd love to hear this uh, story. I well, Scotty, it... it's funny that we should find ourselves talking about the Olympics because uh, the Olympics was was begun back in the age of when people believed in myths. Well, like Athens, if you walk Greece, down the street guess, in right? ancient Athens yeah. and you said, so uh, how do you feel about the Cyclops? The three-headed cyclops versus just the one-headed cyclops. People would have an opinion about it. Yeah, they would say, "Well, I, I, I don't like any cyclops because cyclopses were always bad, right? They were yeah. all. If you've ever seen the old movies in the 1950s with the uh, uh, Hercules versus the um, <laughs> cyclops, they're never good. There's no good cyclops. There's no, never been a, a cyclops who just said, "You know, I have one eye and that's it. That's how I." <laughs> You know, no, I'm they're always like, scary. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Always scary. Yeah, yeah. 
And in those, yeah, so. But the Olympics, I didn't know this. I do know there was a pause, but I didn't know the reason. But it was pause was a couple thousand years of pause. That's something. uh, and I bet they said at the time, really, has it been 2,000 years? Didn't seem like it. I thought it was a few, you know, it's funny, 2,002 years ago, whatever it was. Yeah. I thought we just like one. No, it was you know, we, just, we were taking a pause, and then it, it's like we it went 2,000 years. But what happens is I think the ancient Greeks, you know, this is, again, speculative ancient history. So it's, it's very exciting that to even be able to do this. It's almost like yeah. I'm unearthing right now. You yeah. and I are unearthing and our listeners. Yeah, are unearthing ancient artifacts dug up from the ground in northern Scotland yeah. and dusting them off with with special brushes. Well, we're archaeologists, really. That we're yeah, exactly. That we're archaeologists. So, so what I'm, I mean, this is the equivalent of that. Yeah. This, this is speculative uh, ancient history, and my belief, Scotty, and and I think you surely will agree, is that in uh, the the in ancient Greek uh, Greece, what happened is what happened now and that is they went around trying to promote the olympics at various cities in the in the region and uh and and the cities would would buy into it yeah we want the olympics here and then they would be stuck after the olympics with empty velodromes (laughs) and, and other useless um olympic facilities and the taxpayers would have to to uh carry the heavy yeah, well tommy that actually fast forward those 2000 year or to today when many cities are also feeling that now it's not worth it you know you have all these great buildings you can't use after that it doesn't really help the economy after that so it's amazing that this goes back to thousands of years yes ago. That, well that, again this is this is probably what caused its demise and then when when they started it up again uh, the people who started up said, yeah, you don't have to read about the history of a demise. OK, folks, <laughs> yeah. that's that was their strategy by getting, yeah. uh, encouraging people not to read about the demise of the of the original Olympics. Again, this is not ancient history, uh, speculative history. It's more recent speculative yeah. history again, but done safely in my armchair without having to expose myself to who knows what oh, well uh, well the elements in scotland yeah. is probably windy and rainy and uh you know you need some boots digging things up yeah yeah no that's why you go wear a slipper in the mud in the mud yeah i mean the, the first the expense of getting a wardrobe together i mean that's the thing no one talks about that it's like oh i'm an archaeologist well, well you got to get the outfit you know the pit wear, helmet oh everything the helmet and then the clothing has to be yeah you know, so resistant to um, archaeological mud and rain. And, yeah. You know, so it's. That's and then the there's washing off the mud. Now, in this era, uh, uh, we wash our hands and say happy yeah. birthday twice. But when you wash off mud from an archaeological dig in northern Scotland, and maybe you don't find anything, too. Right. Well, there's no guarantee. Now, all you have is just mud. And you're like, the end of the day, you have no shards and just mud. And then you're you're digging it out of your fingernails, Scotty, and and oh, then yeah. and, uh, the and then what do, you, what do you have at the end of it? A bowl of haggis. Yeah, well, and that's you know some people enjoy it, but that's yeah. It's, a lot of people think, oh, these archaeological digs, it's worth it because they a lot of times they don't find anything and uh, they enjoy some haggis. But the long well, you, about... enjoy in quotes, Scotty. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm, I don't know if you've ever had a haggis. I've never. I, just, I I never have either, but I've heard about it. Yeah. I assume some um, people enjoy it, so those are the ones I'm focusing on. I hope, but uh, but again, but that's uh, the, why I. That's why I, I, who knows how many people don't get in, don't become archaeologists, don't study archaeology, don't take it as a major, 
fearing that maybe their archaeology will wind them up in northern Scotland where they will, <clears throat> where at the end of the day, they will have to eat haggis. I don't know. Again, yeah. this I don't know that this is true, but I, I'm, I'm guessing. It could be a deterrent, certainly, certainly a deterrent to people. And then the laundry yeah. bills, I mean, that's not just drop the it in the washer bill. and, you know, that's a mud is, no. doesn't always come out. And then what? So yeah. that, that yeah. doesn't always you're so right, Scotty. I mean, you can wash and wash and that kind of Scottish mud. So, and the point is, obviously, you might be digging anywhere in the world, but we just, we chose, we're not trying to pick on Scotland, but let's be honest, that's where a lot of shards are probably under the ground. And that, and, and we know this from a, a much, uh, I, I think, a much cleaner way of doing art of ancient history, and that's speculative ancient history from sitting from the comfort of an armchair in los angeles well that's the best kind and again you get pristine clothing there's no laundry to worry about and and these are so many positive things yeah i'm looking at my fingernails they're there's they're 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 actually in a a way cleaner than when we started this discussion (laughs) because you didn't have to do if you were doing this as we speak actually doing an archaeological dig it it would have the nails would not be that way so again we we salute the ones who were there on the scene but we also say to those who aren't hey there's a lot you could do in your easy chair uh, yeah and and a clean way and think of how much we figured out about uh, myth making and myth busting the early myth busters uh were just hecklers (laughs) <laughs> well, the 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 uh, myth masters or myth meisters, what I don't know, what would they be called? Myth sayers would yeah. be speaking to large audiences oh. about cyclopses, and well, for some reason that's the the myth that I keep coming up with. Well, and that they were the they were the Specifics. gods of the writing. They were the, those even TV then was not as big as uh, myth writers. The myth writer that was it. If you no, yeah, that, you were it. Yeah, you were a myth writer. Yeah, the phrase writers, cliche writers, they were way down the totem yeah. pole. Yeah, uh, I mean, maybe I shouldn't use a reference with Indians, but I yeah, hopefully no, it's a positive no, that one. totem pole was was embedded many years later over in North America. Uh, but and by the way, what would we do without the totem pole? Really, if you yeah. think about it, yeah. So, uh, but, but Tom, this is fascinating. No one is talking about this, and and I've learned so much about horses and so getting back again to where this all began with looking at gift horse in the mouth basically yeah. a few tips tommy uh, on that don't i would say don't look any horse in the mouth unless you're an approved dental technician uh yes an equestrian dental technician too not just oh, a yeah. human technician yeah uh um so well <laughs> who knows how many fingers we've saved because horses could just bite your fingers while you try to open their mouth. And that's, mal- the, that's the real problem. Yeah. And not maliciously, not because wouldn't you, do, I would do the same thing. Oh you, yeah, exactly. I, I don't want people. I mean, I have to really, even when I go to the dentist, you know, my dad was a great dentist. Even when I go yeah. to the dentist, it takes me a couple of minutes to go, okay, who is this guy? Is he really a dentist? Should I let him, you know, put his fingers in, in the mouth? So in the beginning, I kind of go, uh, so what's going to be going on here? Just to feel him out, <laughs> you know, and then. Where, where'd you go to dental school again? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how was it? Did, you know, yeah. diplomas. As good know? as University of Pennsylvania, your father's dental school. Yes, well, that would, oh. then I'd ease back and smile and, yeah. and prepare. But uh, I say, oh, so you don't like to put your diplomas up on the wall? Something like that. And Yeah, then, like, are yeah. you ashamed of your uh, yeah. alma mater? What's going on there? No, all those are good questions to ask a dentist. And. And the, but the horse doesn't, you know, the horse obviously is a horse, not going to, you know, and, and, uh, but yeah, we started with this, uh, the today's podcast talking about voting, Scotty, mm-hmm. and, and we wound up 
talking about myth makers. Well, you know what that lesson is there, Tommy, is that it's just yet another incentive for people to get out and vote, whether mail-in or early voting or in-person, because look look what it leads to. Not just electing people that will save our country, but discussions about myth writers and myth busters and And looking at Cyclops, Cyclops, three-headed and two-headed in a, and in two a erroneous Cyclops, way. The yeah. rarest of Cyclops. Yeah, yeah. And Something looking a gift horse in the mouth. And this is just the tip of the iceberg, as they say. Yeah, uh, as we say. We, as we we say. Even, Although, I'd rather use that positive. What's the positive tip of the iceberg? Oh, well, it's, uh, you could say that's just the, the, the rest of the iceberg. What about that? It's always yeah. the tip of the iceberg. Unless we could do a well, this iceberg. is the rest of the iceberg. <laughs> Unless we could do a non-iceberg reference, just because we don't want anything to sink. So, no. What's like, this is just the beginning of yeah tip of a good thing something yeah tip of a good thing <laughs> a thing that would not cause large ships yeah. to, to sink yeah it would never cause yeah a good thing by definition isn't going to cause the titanic to go down right right so I, I think you could just say tip of a good this is a tip of a good thing but tip of the iceberg usually is bad let's be yeah unfortunately sure. and i don't think people always mean it that way but no uh, i'd rather not even put it in there at all if i can help it Scotty, you've done a good job of not saying this is the tip of the iceberg. (laughs) Once in a while you say it, but many's a tip. I'll bet you there's whole days that go by you don't. Oh, absolutely. No, absolutely. And uh, but Tommy, we've once again literally uncovered, even though we haven't sullied our hands, dirtied our hands or our our clothing, we've sat in our chairs, but it really is the same thing. And as you said, even better than it's better, really. It is better. It's just, it's just cleaner and it's, uh, um, and, and there's no haggis at the end of the day. That's, you know, I mean, honestly, you, you think about it, there's that, uh, that's three strikes against uh, traditional archaeology right there. So, but Scotty, on that note, I, I think on a plus positive note, we're, we accomplished so much today. Uh, uh, I, I see a couple of of re- awards, obviously the Congressional Medal of Honor for voting. Yeah. And of course, uh, we'll wait for uh our new president to take over uh, end of January for that. I think that would be something I usually don't request, but that would, that would, we would wait, obviously. You know, it'd be nice if he, if whoever became president thanked the people who voted for them by name. Well, I guess if that, yeah, that's the case. You probably didn't do that well, but, but, but it it would be a nice gesture. No, I mean, it would take a long time. People, people, uh, Tell me that that would take too long, but I yeah. I don't know. Well, the maybe thought is a good one, and maybe technology yeah, the thought is, is a good. Yeah, maybe. So I, I figure. Just, yeah, we'll put it out there somehow. But but Tommy, again, we'll get out there and vote to everybody because yeah. it'll lead to great uh, ponderings yeah. and, and discussions about history and the past and other things. Uh, and uh, so, and I may do that this afternoon. I'll let our listeners you, know, or certainly well, this very week. Exciting, Scott. Uh, I'll be sharing it's a it all. Great feeling. Oh, yeah. It's a, and it's a tremendous feeling that I'm still not over. I'm still on a I voted high. And when I wear my sticker, I vote, I hold my head high, too. Absolutely. And that's and, the best way. Yeah. And also it makes my neck look better. <laughs> so whether. You, yeah. So I think think of that. Voting is yeah. actually is free cosmetic surgery. <laughs> and uh, that could be a new way to get people to vote. Yeah. So, uh, well, Tommy, uh, I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. And on that note, I'm, I, I just have to stay Tom Saunders. And we're getting through this. 